There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. From the glow of St. Paul's number one, welcome to another edition of Cabin Country. Give us the time and we'll take you out of the traffic and away from the levee. Let's find the place where the loons call out among the moonlit waves, where the wind sighs among the Norway pines. Pull up a dock chair, have a sip of your coffee, and get a line in the water. This is Cabin Country. Now here's Bjorn Lloydstead, and I'm Fudd Klugman with another Woodland Escape. Okay, welcome back once again to Cabin Country. I'm Fudd Klugman. And I am Bjorn Lloydstead. I hope it's okay, folks, that uh, you got a got a short episode last time. Uh, I, I figured I'd peel off the Donovan Bassmaster Classic and just keep it its own entity, um, just so my cousin Doug and, and friends could enjoy that. I don't know if they are Cabin Country fans yet and wanted to sit through the Paul oh, Bunyan. Let us, let us hope. I'm sure. I keep sending them <laughs> all these great little tidbits. Here you are. Uh, Mouth-watering. But, uh, yeah, before we get back to our, our adventures that we recently had in Paul Bunyan land a few weeks ago. We just wanted to kind of wrap a little bit about our individual adventures of the last week. Now, Bjorn, you went with the family, uh, as you do annually, up to um, up to Bemidji. Or the, Ely. Oh, Ely. Ely, excuse Ely me. Minnesota, yes. And it's, uh, what's the lodge name again? Camp du Nord. It's a YMCA family camp, and it is, you're there for about a week. Ah, there are some platform tents you can rent, or you can do a camper cabin, kind of like the state parks do the, the camper cabins, where there there's no electricity, but you got a, a roof over your head, your own little porch, the whole bit, and then there are fully decked out cabins, and some of which go back to about the 1930s. Wow! And they're right on the shores of uh, Lake or Burnside Lake, excuse me. And then they've done a lot of building inside of the last 20 years too, so some. Some newer structures, very new structures, actually, in the Pine Point section that are all amenities. Everything you could want, flush toilets and full-stock kitchens, showers, the whole bit. And, uh, lots of rooms, so you can have lots of people. Yeah, it's a it's a good spot. We've been going up there now for 14 years. So 14 years? 14 wow. years. Wow. Burnside is a huge lake, and it's on a, a kind of a back bay off the North Arm Road, and I say back bay, but it's quite large in its own right. It could be anybody's lake. You go through a, a channel, and then you're on the, the main 
main body of water, and it's a good lake trout hmm. lake, I'm told. A lot of people do the downriggers and fish for lake trout. And we were we were a resource family again last week, so we were helping around camp and um, enjoying the red pine, a.k.a. Norway pine. I, I, I learned something. I, I, I remember we open our show every week with Amidst the Norway Pines, and I That's remember right. thinking at one point, did I just make that up? Did, did Fudd <laughs> just make that up? Is that? And uh, they had a, a little slate out at one point next to a red pine saying, this is the state tree of Minnesota, the red pine, also known as the Norway Pine. Oh, so, really? Yes. It's a beautiful place. The The pines are huge and, and very old, and, and uh, there are all kinds of interesting spots around camp where there are just groves of these 100-plus-foot-tall red pines or white pines. There's mm-hmm. the last stand of the white pine did not get cut down by James J. Hill on his logging <laughs> crews. And, Timber! Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful spot. We were up there for a week, and uh, we stayed in a yurt. Now, what is a yurt? A round, it's kind of a year-round structure, but it's it's got uh, waterproof sides. You know, the tradition is kind of a Mongolian affair. The, the, the hordes of Genghis Khan, you know, his warriors stayed in yurts oh. uh, before they took to the took to the road. And, yeah, they're round tents usually... Um, and a lot of space on the inside. They don't look all that big from the outside, but you get inside and it's quite sizable. Ours had a pair of bunk beds and then a, a twin bed and a refrigerator and a microwave. It was crazy. Hey, nice. We've stayed in it many times. Uh, it's right off the shores. Um, yeah, beautiful, beautiful spot. We we did a lot of paddling and in canoes, paddling in kayaks, a lot of hiking. I led a uh, edible outdoors hike. One of my favorite things to do. And, and, uh, right. You're quite, uh, your knowledge is impressively extensive. On, well, and, and the, the resource family that worked with us this week, uh, John of, of that family, um, the, the father, husband, you know, he, he joined me on that. That's a love of his as well. So we led a, an outdoors hike up to a, a pretty high rock outcrop um, called Old Baldy. And you can see Slim Lake in the distance and blueberries up there and wintergreen berries everywhere and we were just showing people what was edible and what was dangerous and there isn't much that's dangerous out there but hmm. uh yeah the june berries were in fruit the blueberries were just starting to become ripe the thimbleberries were flowering there was a very short what looked like a raspberry plant all along the paths very very interesting i'm not sure what they were I, I they looked and tasted kind of like a raspberry blended with a blackberry. Mm. Somebody said, "Are they Logan berries?" I said, "That's an excellent question." <laughs> I it lost me, but each little plant seemed to send out one berry, and they they looked unripe to me. But you tried them, and they were delicious, mouth watering. It was a lot of fun. We made wintergreen tea, and uh, I had read in a book by Yule Gibbons, you pick wintergreen and put it in a, a vessel of some sort and soak it in water for three days, and it goes from being sort of wintergreen-flavored water to, after day three, it is pretty much an essential oil of wintergreen. Mm. I took the lid off on day three, and it was it was like... Effervescent? Well, it, wasn't, it was starting to bubble a little bit, but, um, I mean, I showed their outdoors kind of specialist in the outdoor... Um, the OAC, Outdoor Activity Center. Yes. Good old Dom. And I was like, hey, have a whiff of this. And I uncorked it. Wow, that's like pure lifesavers. Unbelievable. That's amazing. I want to try that. And so we mixed that with some sparkling water. It was 
It was sort of a poor man's kombucha. It was very, very good. Mm. A lot of the people on staff tried it and, and passed verdict that it was absolutely delicious. So Excellent. And yeah. Well, it was, good it was for the gut as well. Fun, good good for the, the stomach. Yes, it was <laughs> it was helpful in, in that and freshening the breath. And oh, sure. All that good stuff. So, yeah, big dining hall. They just added another wing to it. And, uh, you know, people doing music, people out kayaking, people out paddleboarding, people fishing. Amidst these giant pine trees, and, and a lot of a lot of the newer construction is sort of log construction, that, that log home kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's just very very cool. It's a great place to be, and you get there on Saturday, and all of a sudden it's Saturday again, and it's time to pack up, clean your cabin, and go hmm. home. Head south, and it's always kind of a bittersweet time. It's like, boy, I was just getting used to this. I, yeah. I, I, can I stay here forever? Nope. <laughs> you could, but. Time you'd, to be, you'd be sharing the yurt with a new family, so <laughs> either get comfortable with new people or, or head home. So yeah, it was it kind of came and went, and uh, but you're heading back up soon. Heading back up again, yeah. We'll be we'll be uh, in a large, very modern cabin, the biggest cabin in the Pine Point side of camp. There's the Pine Point side, there's the Dunord Village, and then there's Northland Village. Pine Point is separated by a privately owned piece of land. The camp gets along quite well with that that family, but um, they want to keep their chunk of the North Woods and enjoy it, mm-hmm. as as cabin country people do. And so there's a path you can take, a couple different paths, main road, the easy path, or one they call the goat path, which is kind of climbing up rocks and through the woods. It's it's uh, kind of a challenge, but a lot of fun. And and uh, they just put in a new electric and wood-burning sauna right yeah. down by the edges oh, really? of the lake. And so we, we would... Let the day go by and do what we had to do for camp and and uh, be of assistance to campers and, and host some events. And then at night, we just fire up the electric sauna and get it up to about 150 degrees and <laughs> run out to the lake and stare at the stars and the moon and nobody nobody with us. It was kind of like we had our own private sauna right outside the, the yurts. Wow. And then the last night of camp, per se, they fire it up with wood burning and it gets up to more like 210 degrees, 200 oh degrees. And, wow. Yeah, it's just just an amazing amazing thing. They they do have amidst their old cabins. There's there's the picturesque pilot house, which is really meant for two people. It's built on a rock outcrop over the lake. The porch wow. is actually suspended over the water. Oh, really? And people kayak under it all the time. So, wow, that's beautiful. How do I get that cabin? <laughs> well, you get in the lottery and good luck, you know. <laughs> and then in the main part of cabin, there's a a, a wood burning log sauna built by some Finnish lumbermen back in the 30s uh, at the request of the school teachers who built the camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, wow, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. Looks very much like the the Ham's beer light we always pine nostalgically for, the little mm. cabin with the water and the stars. And there you are, right on the waterfront. You get nice and sweaty and barrel down this, this ramp into the cool waters of Burnside Lake and look up and watch the stars and and Satellites going over. You're also a, an experienced polar plunge. Yes, too, yes. We have done uh, at the at the kindness of, of some friends of ours. We've been invited to go up every winter these last couple of years. I should well every the last couple of years we joined our friends up there. And the winterized cabins are are open all season, and mm-hmm. so you can be up there in the winter. And we've gone up over holiday break in December, and uh, they fire up the sauna again at that time of year and cut about. Mm-hmm. An, eight by four chunk of the ice out of the lake and put a ladder in the water and you put on wool socks let me try that again so I 
wool socks. There we go. How do you wool You have to put on wool socks so your feet don't stick to the ice oh. as you come down the ramp, and then you jump in the lake, which is <laughs> bracing, dare I say, and then uh, climb back out, go back in the sun, and do it all over again. So I, I, I lead the morning polar plunge in the summer, which is just get up at 7.30 in the morning, run out to the lake, yell your full head off, and come back out. The water's 75 degrees. You know, it's no big deal. It's just a way to wake up. <laughs> In December, it's a whole different ballgame. Um, so I've done the polar plunge the proper way, where you're actually going through a hole in the ice and shaking the ice out of your hair. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's an experience to be sure. That's crazy. And I thought, man, I'd never do that. And then you do it and realize this is actually really cool. So pretty amazing. Yeah, unreal. At one point, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they they shoveled off sort of an ice rink to the left of the hole they cut in the ice, and there were counselors out there playing hockey as I'm like up to my chin in the water <laughs> they're skating and slapping a puck i'm in the lake oh my surreal surreal absolutely wow. absolutely but but doable and refreshing and very cool can't downright do cold and that's just cool yeah. sounds like an awesome place well and i will i'll throw in one more tidbit not to get long-winded here but they do a lot of really interesting kind of on the spot outdoors education where they have slates they've hung from little hooks Mm-hmm. in the woods kind of explaining what you're looking at you know things that uh, grow naturally there you know this is pink lady slipper this is a relative of our state flower the showy lady slipper this is you know a native orchid comes up in the woods and unbelievable just to see these flowers coming up or this is sweet fern it, it's it's kind of a plant of the the hedgerows and sides of the roads and, and old bog lands but it, it looks kind of like Florida sawgrass if you've ever been down to the I know you've spent some time in the Miami environs and Melbourne and places like that, Orlando, Florida. But this stuff, uh, you break the leaves off and crush them up. They have a real cologne kind of scent to them, Mm. almost incense-y and... um, Swarthy, manly scent. Well, yes. And if you chew it, it refreshes your breath again. At the same time there, too, add that to hot water and, and get a real refreshing kind of outdoors tea. So... I've I've made it. I've enjoyed tea made by it by friends. Sweet leaf or sweet fern, I'm sorry, and then some white pine needles. And if you've got the the three day, you know, uh, matured wintergreen leaves, it's it's delicious. I mean, it's wonderful, and and you kind of feel like hmm, this must have been what it was like back turn of the century or long ago. You know, what people were doing for for something interesting to drink and stay hot with. Stay warm, I guess. Uh, it's impressive. I mean, you you really have the true North experience up oh, there. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's 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 different than you know the the cabin in in Baxter Brainerd. Um, you know, it's opportunities to do the same, but not quite as pristine in a sense. Well, uh, you know, and on that pristine front too, right along. I mean, they own that whole stretch kind of along the the shore, and then. The next camp over to the left from Dunord is Camp Widjewagen, which is a place where young people will start uh, any of their various trips, either backpacking in the Bighorn Mountains. I think it's the Bighorns. I hope someone calls Don and, and corrects me if I'm wrong, but they'll, they'll do backpacking trips out to mountains in Wyoming, um, kayaking trips in the Arctic Circle, and the... the kind of more, you know, common trip, especially for younger kids, is they'll 
Burnside right there, you're, you're right on the edge of the Boundary Waters. Mm-hmm. So they'll do trips either into the Boundary Waters or cross into the Canadian side in the Quetico Park. And so they're, they're out for days paddling in the Boundary Waters, camping, portaging, you know, cooking, campfire cooking, that kind of stuff. Um, so they own all that stretch of, of the bay back there, and they've kind of requested, this is a motor-free zone. The only thing you're going to see out there, at least on the campsite, are kayaks and canoes hmm. and or the occasional camper on a paddleboard. Um, some of the neighbors do have power boats, but they're very good about staying out of camp water. So you really don't hear a lot of motors, and what you hear is paddles. And, sure. uh, you know, there's Blueberry Island offshore where there's blueberries, and on the far side of the, this little rock outcrop, there's, there's, you can dive off, and it, it slopes away deep. I know both you and I are... A little gun shy on dark deep water, mm-hmm. you know, a granite a face bit. just going straight down into the lake, and it, it gets dark fast. And wow. uh, but people love to go out there and just jump and have a good time. And you look through the channel off to the side, uh, you know, a couple hundred yards away, and and you're going through a channel out into either Burnside or, you know, I I've yet to with my bum shoulders. I don't do a lot of distance paddling, but you can you can gain access into the boundary waters from there as well. Again, someone might call. Don, would you please correct Bjorn on that one? You actually have to go a ways. But there's, there's, it's, you're right on the edge. I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's pristine. It's wild. If you're absolutely determined, by all means, canoe out onto the big lake and, uh, you'll, you'll see power boaters and fishermen and all that good stuff. But the, the kind of backwater areas of Burnside, the North Arm Road, it's, uh, one side of the road is the Superior National Forest. The other side is, is camp. And it's, uh, it's quiet. And they encourage everybody strongly to dock their phone for a week. iPad, whatever you've got, laptop, turn it off. Stay off the grid for a while. Just get back to nature and and enjoy the silence, you know. They'll they'll do night hikes through the woods. They'll do all kinds of stuff. A lot of their wood-fired saunas for adults are are 10.30 at night, 11 o'clock at night. Beautiful, beautiful stars. I mean... Ten times the stars we see here in the Oakdale Studios. You I know, can imagine, yes. Yeah. Occasionally, too, some northern lights. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Is it difficult to reserve spots up there? You or? know, you get your name in kind of their... It's a lottery system. You get sure. your name in there, and, and they try to keep it as equitable as possible. Um, but, yeah, the, you get a phone call. In the spring, and they tell you, you know, we've got this slot. What week works for you, and what what what's your what's your first choice? And then we can tell you what's left. It's it's popular to the point where there really aren't ever open spots. It's 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 the camp is full almost all the time, and it's a real kind of camaraderie thing. People get to know each other and hang out and enjoy the campfires and talk with each other. The dining hall is is communal and and family style, so it's send up a walker and bring back food for the table and. Get to know people around you. It's, it's it's if you're hoping to go up there and enjoy a fortress of solitude, it's probably not going to happen. You're encouraged <laughs> to get to know your your fellow campers and uh-huh. and, uh, and a lot of good friendships are made up there. That's just I realize I sound like kind of an ad campaign for it, but there's, there's no reason not to well, because there's, right. there's there isn't a downside to it. So it's you know, 14 years I've always come away with this sort of blissed out sense of serenity, yeah. and then I go back to planning. For work, or I go back to mowing the lawn, or I go back. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oops, I gotta wash the car. Dang, where are the white pines? I'm, you know, 
Where right. did it all go? Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Well, let's hang on to that uh, serenity for just a moment longer. We'll do a little stargazing here and take a short break. Hear a word from our sponsors, but don't go away. We'll be back with more Cabin Country after this. This segment of Cabin Country is brought to you by Horseshoe Plug. That satisfying chaw you might share with Granddad. Horseshoe. You'll be hard-pressed to find a more pleasing wad. Attention outdoor and active types in Cabin Country. We proudly present CC30, the Cabin Country workout brought to you by the Cabin Country podcast in cooperation with Timberwolf Channels. C90, C60, with the Cabin Country Workout, you'll only need 30 minutes. Let's go! Start your workout by limbering up your back with the CC30 Fishing Boat Bailout. All of our Timberwolf gyms boast your choice of 12, 16, or 18-foot fishing boats, each holding a full three days' worth of rain. Your choice of coffee can or modified plastic milk jug bailing device. Empty that craft and move on. Squat poles? Who does that anymore? Timberwolf Gyms offer you the outboard start. Choose from a lineup of 5, 9, 25, and 40 horse vintage outboards, all of which await your best efforts to get them started. Some are flooded, others are just plain old. Pull with everything you've got. Once you've got that up and running, it's the chainsaw challenge. You've heard of flat flies? Here's the big daddy of flat flies. Similar to the outboard start, but with a different stance and angle to really work those triceps, lats, back, and neck muscles. If the chainsaws are all in use, you'll get a similar workout with the Cabin Country Old Lawn Mower Pole. You'll pull until your arms ache and never get these saws or mowers started. Aggressive, intense, and some say almost impossible. And if it's straight-up core, upper body, and arm strength training you're looking for, Head out behind each of our Timberwolf gyms and choose your axe or maul. It's stuff clearing or log splitting time. You're not done until you've stacked one full cord. This is the workout where the tires hit the pavement or the boots hit the trail. The CC30 workout. The toughest workout you'll ever love. Let's join Fudd and Bjorn back in cabin country. Yeah, the the challenge of finding a resort, you know, they they advise you to you got to you got to go at least a year out when you're trying to make your reservations. And last year, uh, my wife Molly and I celebrated. I think, yeah. Oh my gosh! What was it? Was she better not listen? Fifteen years. Fifteen years. There we go. She better not listen to this uh, episode. (laughs) Although I have to admit, folks, I I don't know if I've shared this yet that when my wife flies for business, that's when she'll maybe tune into to a cabin country uh, podcast episode and she falls asleep, and it's good because she gets pretty nervous when when she's flying, and uh, well, the the sound. Sound of my voice, I guess, and Bjorn's voice. I, but that's okay, you know. If cabin country is something that you want to tune into and just relax and fall asleep to, hey, that's 
No, the, no problem. Just don't drive, I the, guess. The cabin equivalent of the joy of painting with Bob Ross. <laughs> yeah, right. We have a soporific effect on people. Calm, yeah, indeed. But I was going to say that I, I for, for some reason, we decided, well, let's not go to the cabin. We always go to the cabin. Let's make it somewhere else. And, um, in fact, we were thinking about going out of the country, but then it turned out to be too... Too much, so I said, "No, let me let me handle it. Right. I'll find a place for us." But by the time I was starting to organize, it was we're talking a couple of months in advance, and oh. so we went to Detroit Lakes, and uh, it was all you know. In fact, you take ten uh, from the Twin Cities all the way up, and we passed where we go up to the cabin, past three seventy one. So for another hour, it's like four and a half hours, and we went. And the only place I could find available was essentially a hotel. It was a, it was like a it was a lodge themed hotel. You know, I'm happy to be doing a plug for it, but I honestly can't remember. You probably clear it first. Oh, that's true. That's true. But it, it you was. You don't know us, but we're advertising. It was a for very you. nice stay. In fact, we we took. That was the first time that uh, she and I went up to Itasca. Yeah. And did the the you know. The, you, you walked across, walked the, across the, the source, the headwaters, of Mississippi Man River, the old man, the old miss, the mighty Mississippi. Yeah, that was that was fun. But it's, um, of course, I'm just used to. Well, I have my cabin. You know, I, I don't have to plan ahead. I just cleared with uh, my dad. And and speaking of my dad, I, I will try to quickly highlight the trip I just took last week. I was going to say, I've blathered on for quite a while here. Let's, let's well, see you what Fudd was just doing. pristine woods and waters of Camp du Nord up you at Burnside Lake. We went up to the cabin. I took my two girls, and they are 13 and 14, and uh, we went up with my dad and his wife. We brought up the tracker, the mm-hmm. boat. Oh, yes. And it was, it was a nice time. I, the fishing was not good at all. I caught Uh-oh. one northern... And uh, lost another white whale. I lost a white, yes, lost a white whale. It's a, kind of just started using these, the, the big rubber wormy things. They've got the sort of circular tail that sort of jiggle in the water, and they've got the big front end, and you kind of put it on a big hook. Well, I don't use a leader, or I haven't been so far, so I've missed four now. Uh-oh. Where I'm fishing with the thing, and suddenly all I'm bringing up is a line. I don't yep. even feel it. Just... So there you go. Time to put a leader on if I'm going to use that rig <laughs> again. But but no, it was nice to sit in the luxury of this of this boat. In fact, we went out early in the morning, as you do if you're trying to catch the prime time, as my cousin Absolutely. Doug said, the prime time between like five and seven thirty a.m. And we got out there, and my dad had commented on, "Boy, this is nice for a change," because all his life he's been. Rowing either in something like the Sea Maid or the pontoon we had, he was always the helmsman, uh, making sure that all of us were able to to helm. He's turning seventy-five this year, which isn't that old. No, no, no. But I can tell you, I can tell the years are taking a toll. We were both sort of limping around the cabin this Uh this last week, just sort of, I don't know, tired. And uh, this is only the second time that I've dealt with getting the boat in and out of the water. I understand there was some. Teething yeah, troubles. It was. Uh, so I experienced beginner's luck that first time for the yeah. Donovan Bassmaster Classic. In and out, nice yeah. and easy. We, I felt like a pro. Hey, this isn't so bad. Look at me. Up, we did have Scotty Cummins with us on that trip and, and his son true. Toby. And then and it, it yeah, every, went pretty sw- you know, smoothly. Everything went fine. I wasn't embarrassed at the other experienced guys and their big trucks and the 
in the in the trailers and everything. But uh, this time was a different story. So what um, Tell us about it, Fudd. Well, let's see if I can keep it succinct. Um, I, the, the, most of the trouble was getting the thing out. Like I'd taken it out, you pull it up the ramp, and you pull into a parking spot, and then that's when you have to batten down the hatches, let it drain, make sure all those, you know, no aquatic plants are sticking because right. you don't want to transfer anything. Yes, nothing of that kind was on there. But as I was going to strap everything in and put on what's called a transom saver, you know, and it supports the motor from, from bouncing along as you're driving. I noticed it wasn't fitting right. It turns out that the boat wasn't winched all the way into the trailer like it should be. And so the, my dad quickly tried to give like, well, maybe we can try to... Uh, no way. No, we're not, we're not pushing this big thing. <laughs> so we sat there and for a minute and thought we got to go back in the water with this thing so and you know how it is it's like the first time you do something it kind of goes okay but then getting back in there was just a real chore and i got it in crooked to the point where then i tried to straighten it out and then my wheels were spinning oh my gosh i'm i'm stuck well okay let's just let's freeze let's let the boat out you know we got the rope and and maybe we can maneuver the trailer before we reattach the boat winch it back up and we did that I, I finally back and forth back and forth got the trailer straight pulled the boat back on made sure it was winched all the way up tight it took a little effort but we got it halfway up the ramp and decided to pause there and I went back and saw that the water was draining out of the plug so after I took the boat out the first time I took out the plug and, well, that, that's what you do. You, right. you let the thing drain, and you don't put the plug in until you put it in next time. Fully drained. Although I didn't think of that when we put the boat back in because... Well, the daisy. So, yeah, we sat there for 10 minutes with our mouths agape going, Oh, my, look at all the water that got in the boat. <laughs> it's amazing we got the thing up the ramp. So, I can tell you by the end of that, I mean... <laughs> Uh, we were driving back to the cabin, and my dad was saying, like, oh, I don't think I have any scotch. I, I think I could, go, I could really go for a scotch right now. Well, we've got wine. We'll just we'll just have a glass of wine or two. Did, so, I just got to ask, too, Fudd, while you were doing all this, were there people, like, waiting? No. This was a Thursday okay. night. All right. This is a week after July 4th holiday. Sure. Nobody's up there. In fact, when we went in on the, the, the Tuesday, so we went up Tuesday through Thursday, and we went up Tuesday evening. And uh, there was one other person there, and we got our boat in. And the, the, the older fella said to my dad, you know, you guys are lucky. There's a tournament about to start in about a half an hour here. In, in a half an hour, there's going to be, you know, a dozen guys coming down here. Or women. I didn't right. Later people. on the water, I didn't see any women. But um, Think of the fun you'd have had if there was a lineup of, like, six boats. Oh, my God. Hey, come on, Junior. What are you What are you doing? Is novice. Yeah. I, Get out I of the been, way. Just Greatly embarrassed. You could have backed off and let some people go first and then sank. I think for the... <laughs> right. The, the tracker is now the sinker. Here it goes. Yeah. What's going on? I mean, there's that. And, of course, I've sp- said a couple of times how I, you know, I'm using a, a minivan, uh, which is doing just fine. And Taxing tra- that trailer has the brakes in it, so it's... You're here. But still, I yes, I'm a little self-conscious about that. But truth be told, the way most fishermen are... If there's somebody in trouble, you, you get help. Right. There'd probably be five guys saying, like, no, you got it. Just make turn your wheel this way and make go. The, you know, so I'm sure 
But seventeen cooks. That wouldn't have meant I. I, I it would have saved me embarrassment. I, I would still be, you know, just. Well, it worked out. <laughs> I'll say this, this much: beer. on our drive home from Ely, I saw someone coming up thirty-five north on the side of the road with what looked like the same rig you've got for a trailer, hmm. trying to repair a flat. Oh my goodness! And then, just a little north of Cloquet, at at a at a stoplight, somebody's. All I could figure. Because people were, like, backing up and moving around, and some with boats on trailers. But there was somebody there with a what looked like a relatively new rig. But it, all I could gather as we slowly went by them was that their trailer hitch had let go and dropped down to the pavement. Oh, no. So the trailer and everything looked normal, but the front end of that trailer was down on the road level. Wow. And there was a guy standing there just looking like, oh, my gosh, what, what now? You know, yeah. oh, vehicle and trailer and boat still in one lane. Green light, you know, but boom, we've effectively blocked traffic here. I felt bad for the guy. I was like, wow. I don't know that I'm going to add anything to help you here. So, yeah, good luck. Like I said, I was I was fooled by my uh, apparent um, uh, beginner's luck. And then this time around, it was a lot more challenging, but that's all right. Using the boat itself was fabulous but classic uh, old grandparent lore you learn by doing that's right you learn some valuable lessons so. absolutely but other than the hijinks you had a good time yes yes it was a good time it was warm but uh this is the first time in a while i've slept and my dad's got kind of a bunkhouse he used to call it a shop because he did some project work out there but it's also you know it's got bunks in there and sure its own toilet and so it's, it was really nice, and the girls were out there. And um, I, I tell you, it made me appreciate the main cabin. You know, it's it's modest, but as I've said before, very comfortable. It's got a little shower, and uh, you know, sink and little bathroom, and Absolutely. but it's kept so clean most of the time. And I I spent like a like an hour or so getting because my girls were like, really, we're going to sleep in the that other the bunkhouse? I, I I saw spiders in there, so I had to. Of course, vacuum every out the vacuum. inch, you know, floor to ceiling, <laughs> and uh, worked up a sweat in the humid weather there. And, but no, it was it was all good. It was really good to spend some time up there with my dad and in the boat and making the new memories. Boat. Yes, making new memories. Absolutely, and, uh, that's pretty much so, what cabin country is about, right? Well, it is. It is. And I was saying to you earlier that uh, you know we. we I don't know if we've exhausted all of our old memories, but it's we are be starting to make new memories here. We've got the, it's the bunkhouse and pillager, or if it's Paul Bunyan land, or that's Camp right, Camp Nord, or whatever you know, you Camp know, Nord and good memories, and they'll stay with people. We're going to take another quick break here and warm up our coffees. When we come back, Bjorn will say a final word or two about a feature of Camp Du Nord that's too good not to mention. Mitz Coffees is proud to offer their newest blend for coffee lovers across the Northwest. Supremian Colombo, a rich, full-bodied dark coffee that is strong enough to be your daybreak blend, but not so powerful that you'll have to stop after two or three cups. Supremian Colombo is a great choice for an everyday blend, a brew that will accompany you through your day while letting you still get a rewarding night's sleep. Join the legions of foreign-place kickers and disheveled private investigators who swear by it. Ah, uh, just one more cup. Supremian Colombo is the coffee for you. Brought to you by Mitt's Coffee Roasters, the brew that flew with the great Northwest. 
Celebrating the 4th of July, our nation's birthday. What a better place to do it than the great North Woods. Fun, fireworks, and fanfare. And who better to celebrate it with than good old Lloyd? Well, it's great to be with you here in the Gull River for the annual 4th of July pontoon boat parade. Everybody's got their pontoons decorated to celebrate our country's freedom. Oh, it just makes me proud. And thanks again for letting me be here to start you all rolling. And I think it'd be fitting if I started with the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, say can you see Oh, okay And why not stick around and join good old Lloyd as he thinks back to some of his fondest memories from Fourths of July past Standing up here this evening, I, I'm filled with so much pride Proud to be an American and looking out amongst all you and Getting ready to see the... Are we going to start those already? Oh, that's close. I'm supposed to talk about my memories. We're going to... Sit down, Lloyd. Even on the 4th of July, that's Lloyd. Good old Lloyd. Now back to Bjorn Lloydstedt and Fudd Plugger, Cabin Country. Now, on top of all the incredible features up at Camp Dunord, you were telling me there was something else you forgot to mention. Yeah, somehow, Fudd, I left out what for many parents of kids at Dunord is one of the greatest selling points, and that is... Every day of the week, starting Monday, you know, Sunday is kind of Saturday, Sunday, get your feet wet, get, get, get acculturated to camp, understand how to use the canoes, the kayaks, and right. use them properly and put them back respectfully. PDFs, you don't go on the water without a personal flotation device. Right. All that good stuff. Um, but starting Monday, all the way through Friday, um, 9 o'clock in the morning, I believe, all the kids, if they choose to, and a lot of times parents are like, and you're going to choose to. <laughs> they'll meet at the main center of camp for nature notes. So they'll learn all kinds of interesting things about, you know, the North Woods through, mm-hmm. through camp uh, counselors who work up there and, and naturalists. And then, and then from about 9.30 until 12 every day, your kids are in age groups, uh, you know, off on kind of wild outdoorsy adventures with the camp counselors and lots of lots of you know fun game activities lots of sort of nature hike kind of things lots of let's learn how to paddle and you know beach day let's get down to the water but so for two and a half hours parents have kid free breathing time time to their own absolutely wow you know for a lot of people that's let's go into the trading post and get a a really fancy coffee drink and sit down on the the porch of the dining hall and a rocking chair, read my book and enjoy my coffee and amidst the red and white pines and the groves of aspen trees. And it's unbelievable. And the kids love it because they're with other kids their own age and they're being led by super positive 
you know, young kind of teenage, I would say probably college age, you know, uh, counselors that know the woods well and, you know, have gone through all the, the medical training and all that good stuff, but they're, they're in great hands. And as I've heard many a parent say, and the kids are out of my hair for two and a half hours. I get to just enjoy the Northwoods. And then they come back together and we all go off to lunch, and enjoy our afternoons as families and whatever. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's two and a half hours of, of, of your kids are with fully qualified outdoors counselors that take them on all kinds of fun adventures. Um, very that's, cool. That's very cool. The nature notes are always good. And if you do the whole week's worth of nature notes, you get a cool little patch you can sew onto your backpack or your... All right. Whatever, you know. Lots of good things. I've heard many people say as camp comes to a close, I'm going to miss this now. i got to go back home and there's no two-and-a-half-hour break. Oh, yes. <laughs> we all love our kids. Let's not kid ourselves. But, uh, <laughs> well, of course. But yes. Having but, a break. Wow. There you are, and you know they're well being cared for. You know, it's usually three or four young adults with each age group. Oh, sure. And, and, and that age group situation is from newborns all the way up to 18-year-olds. So... You wow. Know. Well, yeah. For the when your kids are younger, that's got to be quite a oh, quite a wonderful thing to just. A lot of people reading a book and rocking and enjoying a a very fancy coffee drink, you know. And, nice. And listening to the wind and the loons, and uh, yeah, that's that's a huge selling point, and and they do have everything you'd want. You want to go fishing? You can borrow their fishing equipment. Yeah. They'll, they'll sell you some bait. You want to do an overnight? You can leave with a counselor and go out into the the surrounding areas and, and pitch a tent for the night and do camp cooking and, and come back the next day. All kinds of interesting things, but boy, that the idea of the age groups really, really has has gone a long way for a lot of parents who go out there. They really appreciate that. And so I wanted to make sure I included that because oh yes. for years, you know, my wife and I were like, oh, good. <laughs> I love you, kid, but go enjoy the outdoors. Yes. So well, I can yeah, enjoy it. Exactly. The we're going to kayak over to uh, Blueberry Island. Nice. Enjoy ourselves. So, are there any then and now Bjorn recollections of Camp Dunham? Well, I just remember both my kids. You know, my daughter was very young when we started going up. And my son was maybe six, mm-hmm. and he met his first counselor and thought the guy was, you know, a godlike status. Immediately mm-hmm. followed him around the whole week, and hey, 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 I'm going to bother you. And the counselors are great. I mean, they, you couldn't bother them, you know. And and the irony being now. Um, my son is a counselor up at the camp, and my right. daughter is getting ready to do their leadership, uh, you know, training program. It's the LDPs, um, leadership development program. They're basically counselors in training, you know, for two or three weeks at a shot, and uh, helping with running the age groups, and helping set up for breakfast in the morning, and helping keep camp clean and running efficiently. So. I've watched them kind of grow from little kids staring at their counselors going, those are cool people. I want to be like them. And now they are those people, you know, and right. so it's, it's come full circle and, and, uh, they're enjoying it just as much now as they did when they were sub 10 years old and chasing their counselors around with lots of questions, requests and, and the like. So, so just think about your kids, Bjorn, they've grown up with this great experience and how different it is from you and I growing up with cabins. In fact, right. I, I know your wife also grew up camping with her family, right. going to campsites right. and so forth. And and how I've always thought, no, the few times I've gone camping, uh, yeah, give just me a cabin. Compare, yeah, home away from home. I know it well. I'm, I'm invested in it. I know everything about it. 
I mean, um, it is different. Uh, again, I'm thinking about the incredible scenery that you're you're in, and I I love Gull River and Baxter area, but uh, it, it, it's um well, it's just a whole different feel. Absolutely. And, well, it's you know you, you've heard me in shows past weeping maudlinly about <laughs> losing a cabin. Yes. Uh, what I can say about you know my annual trip or trips. To do Nord is uh, I do my part while I'm there and and leave it cleaner than I found it and love it for all it's worth and at the same time I don't have a second mortgage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? When yes. I, when we pull out on on Saturday after you know late morning or early morning depending on how ready we are, uh, you know it's it's someone else's to enjoy and I'll be back next year. You know? mm-hmm. And, and uh, the maintenance is very well done. Uh, they do a great job of keeping it up and 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 I don't have to. Right. You know? right. So that's that's the beauty part of it. I mean, when I finally got over my weepy uh, story about whatever happened to <laughs> my cabin on on the whitefish chain, um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of housekeeping and maintenance things I, I often remember now. At the time, I was uh, lamenting the loss of the cabin. I, Never dawned on me I might have to re-roof the place or oh they're putting in oh, yeah. a more modified sewer system in Cross Lake proper I'm gonna I'm gonna be paying more in taxation or you know it's it's up to me to pull the dock out and drain the water out of the lines and all that good stuff and I and you learn to love that too and we've talked about that on past episodes mm-hmm. but uh, I mean as a cabin owner it's just part of the deal and and uh, it's your place and, and you can do what you want to it etc but um, you know, there's there's the flip side of you go to a place like Dunord. When you leave, it's it's still pristine, and it's it'll be there again next year if you if your name comes up in the lottery and you get that phone call. And fourteen years, we we haven't we haven't been missed yet. So we haven't lost out. Yeah, oh, absolutely, that's great. absolutely. So I just wanted to throw that out there. That's one more thing that. Well, good. The first year I was there, that was like a little gift from heaven. I was like, oh my goodness! <laughs> wow, <laughs> you're, you're gonna. T- you mean? Wow! Yeah, young young adults. They'd rather be around than me (laughs) for two and a half hours. Oh my goodness! This is wonderful. So, wow! All good. That's terrific. Glad we glad we threw that in there. So, well, excellent. Well, uh, since we had so much fun, kind of talking about Burntside Lake and Camp Dunard, and looking at the clock on the wall here, and it's it's like I think we're going to have to wait. With Paul Bunyan Land until the next episode. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's already in there. It's, Wait, it's in the can. It's ready to go. It's in the can. It just needs to be. You know, Don's got to do whatever. You know, I'll do his whatever magic. Don to does. It. Don, let's get on that to, to bring it. Bring it alive. Sake. Put down the coffee cup. Put down the magazine. Let's get back to work. Here we go. But uh, one one other thing I wanted to uh, share is that I just heard from our our friend Mike Leon, yes, who yes has just published his third book about doc i don't know what it's called yet but he just he just texted me and he said uh what's your address i want to send you my new book and i texted back oh my god that's exciting all right we're gonna have to do a new show about your new book so so yes chalk that one up for a uh, something in the near future another visit with mike lean and his new book and he even shared with me bjorn that he said a couple of stories were, were inspired, inspired by us. Inspired by Fudd and Bjorn. He said, "Inspired by Use Guys." Y O U S E. I love it. Inspired by Use Guys. I don't know what he can say. Well, yeah, you guys like to talk, don't you? <laughs> uh, 
What are you saying, Mike? Well, it's, you know, <laughs> I don't know how reliable they'd be well, duck blind or <laughs> or in the boat fishing, but... Hunting, uh, hunting in the duck. They sure like to the talk duck about blind it. during the uh, October blizzard of yes, 91. 91. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I got to be honest, Fudd. I, I kind of, you know, being joined by Mike a couple times at the Sportsman Show and here in the Oakdale Studios, I like to kind of think of him as the third member. Oh yes, of the Cabin Country podcast. So yeah, he kind of he kind of has been with us without a doubt in our, in our, in our inaugural a good a good year. team member. So so I, I look yeah, forward to seeing forward Mike to in front of the mic back again. in the show and Mike in front of the mic, Mike at the mic, Mike at the mic, and and reading those new stories. Yes, and uh, something to look forward to. Hearing but, about, but we will get the Paul Bunyan Land episode out <laughs> first. We promise. And of course, those of Very you are, who are followers know that we did discuss Paul Bunyan and a couple and, times, uh, but but. This is when we visited and talked with the owners and uh, and walked around the grounds and graciously given the opportunity to walk the entire property and see everything and there was more yet more yet to see so a lot to see well we hope you'll join us next time when we visit that great giant of the northwoods Paul Bunyan in cabin country Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.